Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 41, Harley's Holiday and Lockup. Hello, chums. We are, we're near the end of the, uh, the original run of the show, it turns we out. We are. We're so close to the new Batman adventures, so it's called. Right. Uh, I think so. I think originally it aired as like the Batman Superman Hour or something. Oh, the Batman Superman Hour of Power. Something like that. I don't know. But, um, you know, everything gets redesigned, mm-hmm. everything gets a little differenty, and uh, I run out of uh, title cards to use as uh, cover art. That's the worst part, especially considering how good this week's title card was. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're more often than not. Like, mm-hmm. what, what got me to do that in the first place was someone years ago pointed out on, uh, I think on Twitter, said, like, someone should collect these in a coffee table book because they're gorgeous, and then someone did. Yeah. Like, just got high-res versions of them and printed them out real nice and, and had them bound, and mm-hmm. it looks great. Yeah, they're, it does. They're such good still art. And also, I hate having to go back through the episode and find a still because that's more work for me. Yeah, totally. So two things, really. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, but we got a pair of very good episodes this time. Yeah, we did. I don't think we've had a dud in quite some time. No, I mean, it's almost like the show's very good. Yeah. I'm trying to see what the last bad one was. I don't no, know. These are all very good. Yeah. Or or fine. Like last week, I think we thought they were okay. Yeah. But okay for the show, still quite good. I don't know. Because we came to this show after a Star Trek show, and mm-hmm. I just watched the latest season of the latest Star Trek show and was very disappointed. It's like, oh, we finally made the decision that we're, we're shutting that down soon. Yep. Uh, and so over here, it's like, oh, good. There's there's good show, and then good show, and then unknown quantity that's probably pretty good, mm-hmm. and then more good show. Yep. And they might be doing a new one. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Because we can't just do something that's finite, I guess. No. Have you looked Who around? Does? Everything is forever now. No, you can do, like, of course they're going to do more Batman shows, but you don't have to do this Batman show more. It's like, we, t- we talked about it, and it's like, we could do a new Batman show, but no one ever likes those as much as this Batman show. So let's just do this Batman show. I mean, The Brave and the Bold was not as well received as this, but it was it had its own voice. Oh, yeah. I, look, I love a different Batman show. I love Brave and the Bold, but like yeah. a lot of people didn't. I mean, I They're didn't like wrong, it but... at first. I resented it at mm-hmm. first is what it was. I never watched it. I just resented it. And then I watched it and was like, oh, OK, this isn't trying to be that at all. So that was my take on the Batman, the one that yeah. followed this uh, this one. This got canceled, and they sort of it looked like they were wrapping up the whole Bruce Tim yeah. universe for a while. And it's just like, no, why would we do this? This is dumb. Except that ran concurrently with Justice League because that was the reason they couldn't use Bat characters in Justice League. Oh, that's right. So I don't think it was still going when JLU ended. I think that's when Brave and the Bold happened. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was more like, ugh, you took away the thing I liked. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. But a couple of years later, I came back to it and it's like, okay, you're trying to do a whole different thing. This mm-hmm. is also great. And yeah. that's what they should do. Just like the Harley Quinn show is great in its own way. Mm-hmm. Just there's, there's so many angles you could take. You don't have to just come back to this. 
Well, I, I don't know. Now they can do a new Batman the Animated Series and put Jason Todd in it for some reason. I just they've already very much established the timeline. They don't need to do that. Yeah. But what, my my point is, I thought we knew when this podcast was going to end, and now it's like, oh boy, question marks again. Uh huh. My favorite thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, we should get into this. Sure. Why don't I tell you about the first episode, which is called Harley's Holiday? Why don't you? Not to be confused with Holly's Harliday. So, our story begins at Arkham Asylum, where Harleen Quinzel is about to be smacked in the forehead with a giant stamp that says sane because, well, she's sane now. Batman and Robin are hanging around because, let's be honest, those guys are definitely to the point where they're just bringing guys directly back to Arkham instead of messing around with cops and due process first. Which is probably bad, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Batman lurks over to Harley in his usual Bat-menacing way, but then he offers a smile and a handshake like it's the opening credits to the other Batman show, and who even are you, man? Really, though, he wishes Harley good luck in her recovery, which is nice to see after he hounded the Riddler like he did. I mean, he was 100% right to do that, but nevertheless. So, Harley is now free, and tops on her list is what any fashionable young lady about town would make her top priority, buying a new outfit. Only the sales clerk forgot to remove the security tag, which means it'll stick to Harley's ribs for seven years now. Wait, that's that's when you swallow gum. This is going to shoot ten dozen gallons of permanent ink all over her. I think that's the urban legend about those things. Maybe it was just my idiot friends who believe that. Anyway, the thing, is, the thing it definitely does is set off the store's security alarm, which in turn sets off Harley's persecution complex, and it's not long before she's clocked a guard in the face with a mannequin arm, taken Veronica Vreeland hostage, and stolen Bruce Wayne's car. Uh, one of his cars. One of his many, many cars. And when I say it's not long before, I mean it literally takes about three minutes from wrong wrongful accusation of theft to recostumed felony-level mayhem. What follows is an escalating series of chases as Batman and Robin, Harvey Bullock, and Boxy, remember that mob guy Boxy to whom Harley sang that song in her last episode? Set off after Harley. Also, Veronica Vreeland's dad, who is a general and has access to a tank. Everything gets real, it's a mad, 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 mad world with a tinge of Dr. Strangelove, and it kind of works. Harley manages to give everyone the slip, but Batman's on her tail, and while he's no longer all smiles and handshakes, he is still surprisingly sympathetic to her plight. But she's had enough. Or at least she thinks she does. But this awful day is one more awful trick of its awful sleeve, dangling Harvey, Harvey, yes, <laughs> Harley from a novelty billboard. Naturally, Bats saves her and carts her back through the old revolving door at Arkham. Before he can go, Harley plants a huge kiss right on his ruggedly chiseled face. Pam, watching from her cell, sighs wistfully. Harley thinks to herself, Wow, he didn't even hit me. Mr. J hits me about 50% of the times I try to kiss him. And Robin thinks, I, I don't know, something about video games. Honestly, Robin wasn't even all that bad in this one. And I completely forgot to mention that he went all New Zealand with a deadly fish on some mobster guy. But that's what you get with a Harley episode, I guess. She manages to elevate everyone around her, even Robin. This one was so good. Yeah. Like, it, it was, I was funny, but Harley also... Episodes, but, uh... I mean, yeah, we all are, I think. But it was funny, but it also had some genuine character stuff. Yep. Like, it's a good... It's that good mix. And no Joker. Yeah. Is this her first completely Joker-free appearance? I think it might be... Yeah, because, yeah, I'm pretty because sure there it, was that last one where Batman let her out to chase the Joker. Yeah, but he's still in it. Like, he's yeah. As he's, far as I can tell, it's his her uh, her first li actual solo episode. Yeah, and this is the show saying, "Look, this character's so well established now mm -hmm. that we don't need him anymore." I don't even think she mentions him. No, 
Nah, she it comes might. up. She might like once. There's that great moment when she's talking to Veronica Vreeland. She's like, you remember a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. Joker held up your uh, your birthday party. I was the clown girl. No, no, no. I was the clown girl who held a gun to your head. That's right. Because <laughs> oh. it wasn't just I was there and we were hanging out. No, she completely copped to, and I was going to shoot you. <laughs> you make one mistake in this life and no one ever forgives you for it. Uh-huh. I mean... Okay, but you make many, many mistakes. <laughs> and the thing is, she's not, I would say, sympathetic exactly, but I still root for her. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the one thing goes wrong, and she really does. Oh, just yeah. Like, like, immediately assaults the guard, steals a car, takes a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't take much. Yeah. And, and just- it's hard. Everyone is very sympathetic too. Just like, the, like I love the, her going. I I paid for it, and the guard's like, I know. Yeah, the the counter lady too. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I forgot to take the tag off. Just come back, madam. Yeah. Like nobody thinks she did it, which which would be one direction to take this. Yeah. Like nobody trusts the former criminal who brought her hyenas into a store. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, but, as far as hyenas go, they're very well trained. I mean, I guess so. I don't want people bringing their dogs into stores, though, I mean, and I love fair. dogs. Just, like, don't. That's not what they're for. Tie them up outside. I'm... I don't know about that either. Maybe you could f- if you can fit it in your purse. Otherwise, you know. I'm just trying to think of my old dog, Bailey, who definitely would not have fit in any purse. <laughs> your old dog, Bailey, was like, you and I could have dressed up as a pantomime Bailey and have been about the same size. <laughs> Very large dog. Uh who consumed many, many things that uh, would have made your life easier. He sure did. Uh, some, day, some days it was a miracle this wait, show came out. Wait, wait, because... wait. Wait, was that Bailey? I'm sorry. No, that it was w- Thor. That was, that was Thor. Okay, I'm Bailey sorry. Also, Bailey also used to chew on uh Yeah, I'm thinking of the massive uh, uh, golden retriever. You're, yeah. you're talking about the other one, right? The, the... He was the smaller white dog. I'm pretty sure you met him at least once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That dog screamed at me all the time. Yep, that's him. Mm-hmm. He was an idiot. Yeah, but dogs are idiots. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Yeah, that's the appealing thing about dogs. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, this was this was a fun episode. Yes. Uh, well, let's go with some good things. What do you got? I mean, mine basically sort of ties into what I was just talking about. Like, I love the whole Harley just out of prison trying to buy a dress thing. The bit with her, Bruce and Veronica is so good. Oh yeah, Bruce Caesar and is like uh, trying to continue his whole sympathetic thing. Yeah. Who's like, "Hey, you're out of Arkham. Good yeah, job. Good to see you." <laughs> mhm. I'm not Batman. Great. I'm just a nice person you happen to meet. And she had a moment where she's like, "I recognize that jaw." I love that so much. But it's like, "Dude, you're in a Bruce Tim cartoon. Every everybody has that jaw." Yeah. I recognize that triangle-shaped torso. Do you? You're every person I ever met. <laughs> Listen, it's even worse for girls. We literally all look the same except for hair color. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if Poison Ivy wasn't dressed so distinctively, Veronica Vreeland and her could, like, be the same person. First thing we're going to do is get you a green leotard. Mm-hmm. I definitely, there was a moment where, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, mm. but you could interpret it as them 
flirting with each other. And I was like, wow, Harley really has a type. Mm-hmm. I love the bit when they're uh, when they're in the car and Veronica's just like, listen, if you just drop me off, I'll drop the charges. And she does this sort of like lounge thing. And it's just yeah. like, oh, boy, that was that was the moment. Actually. Yeah. It's like, OK, here we go. Mm hmm. Yeah. She's got a thing for redheads. Mm hmm. But uh, yeah, that was enjoyable. And and just the whole very natural progression from her in her, I you know, sort of skimpy outfit. Like, yep. I, I thought that was a creation of like more recent and in, like incarnations of Harley. I'm glad it was there all along. Oh, the uh, like the 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 she shorts was wearing a crop top and short yeah. shorts like she was showing a lot of skin, which is yeah, I like, guess it is now that cool. you mention it. Yeah. Like I thought uh, Harley, you know, I, I, this is not a shaming thing. Mm. It's just an easy way to say it. Dressing like a slut. And mm-hmm. I mean that in a, you know, yay, she's a slut. Good job. What a great slut. Like in the most positive way possible. Sure. I'm just not sure how else to describe that. It's, it's but not never... a lot of clothes. I know that much. Yeah. No. And that's great. If that's the character, mm. I just always thought, oh, everyone after like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini thought this is how she was, but yeah, she was always like that. That makes it a little better for me. Mm-hmm. I actually just saw the uh, the Birds of Prey movie. Oh uh, yeah, what'd you think? Week. I quite liked it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it it wasn't as original as it thought it was. Sure, it was like sort of a Tarantino light kind of thing. Oh yeah, but it was fun. I mean, the fact that it exists though is is such a huge deal. Like yeah, like a fun like superhero I movie mean, that's it also just women. It, it also clearly was was channeling Deadpool real hard, but yeah, oh it was yeah, all it, entirely well, women, which was great. DC has been desperate to turn Harley into their Deadpool for a couple of years now. I mean, unless you make an ambush bug movie, that's your best. That's yeah. your best shot, <laughs> and that's never going to happen. Yeah, sorry, Henry Winkler's too old now. <laughs> he did his voice in Brave of the Bold. I mean, they could put someone else in the costume and just have him do the voiceover. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. But no, I I very much enjoyed it. Uh, And I thought that, uh, what's her name, as Harley deserved a better movie than um, Suicide Squad. And I'm glad she got a chance. I mean, I felt the same way about Henry Cavill, honestly. I Mm. wish he'd gotten a better chance at being in a good Superman movie. Yeah, that'd be nice. He would have been a good Superman. (sighs) I'm hoping for uh, James Gunn's doing the next Suicide uh, Squad movie. I'm hoping it's better. (laughs) Well, I mean, it would have to be. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so my good thing. Yes. This one has one of the best third acts of like any episode at all. Just like when all the action starts happening. Oh, like, yeah. The chase sequence is really good and chaotic. Like it should be in a Harley episode. But they did a great job of completely getting me to forget about a bunch of people that mm-hmm. pop back up because so many good things were happening. It's like, oh, right. Veronica Freeland's general dad. <laughs> like I completely put him out of my head because 50 other things were happening. Yeah. And when he popped back up, it wasn't like someone just pulled it out of their ass. It was like, oh, right. They set him up before, and there he is. He was here. And Bullock, and yeah. Well, the whole thing escalates so well. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and then there's this thing, and then there's this thing, and then there's this thing. And it all sort of, like, comes together into, what was it? Boxy, uh, the tank, uh, Mm -hmm. Bullock, and I think it was the cops all about to crash into each other with with Harley's car in the middle of a crossroads and it's so good. And then she pulls into an alley and there's the Batmobile. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck, also these guys. Uh-huh. Yep. It was very good. 
and again, there's ways that people have written episodes like that where, yeah, the chase gets bigger, but it seems sort of arbitrary or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I saw the Blues Brothers and things just get bigger and bigger and that's funny and okay, it is, but it's so much better when you understand why everyone's there and that they have a good reason and you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it was very well constructed. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I like when a story can, like I say, do sort of sleight of hand and get me to forget something and mm-hmm. then pull it back out again. That's, you know, that's very good. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, the whole, uh, the whole bit on top of, with all of the, the novelty billboards also mm-hmm. very good. Yep. Like very, very fifties Batman, which I quite liked. Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of sort of gimmick ones. Mm-hmm. That sometimes they had little things you could interact with that were dangerous or that you could leap to or whatever. Well, I love, I love the, the, oat, the big oatmeal sign that apparently just has a spoonful of actual oatmeal dangling from it. I mean, that's cartoon logic there. Mm-hmm. If Which a works giant ad exists, the yeah. actual product is in the ad. Yeah. You know, oatmeal. Sure. Let's just let's just cook up 50 gallons of oatmeal to put in this billboard. It's like, isn't that going to start to smell real quick? No, shut up. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> You'll make vice president. For this. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it was it was one of their good visually interesting set pieces, but mm-hmm. also the chase building up to it was so good. And then they did that great thing where it's like, but now it's kind of a personal thing because it's just her and Batman. Yeah. So it was a good escalate and then deescalate and make it more personal. And that like, that worked really well. Well, this is your quote. Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, it is my quote, Um, which I didn't realize this is one of the few useful things the DC wiki has pointed Mm. out to me uh, was sort of based on uh, the killing joke. Oh, no kidding. I like that. So, Here's this. I'm having a bad day. I'm sick of people trying to shoot me, run me over, and blow me up. You know, she talks about having a bad day, and Mm -hmm. then Batman says, I know what that was like. I've had a bad day, too. There's that whole thing near the end of the killing joke where he and the Joker. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, yeah. Like, I got some problems with that comic now, but Mm -hmm. that that bit is still quite good, and it's a good thing to nod to with this Joker-adjacent character. Like, that had to be intentional. Turns out, uh, turns out this Deanie guy's a pretty good writer. Yeah, he might go far in this business. Now, I do wonder if anyone else on the staff was like, "I'm, I, I'm pitching a Harley episode," and he just like, "No, no, that's my baby. You can't. You're not allowed." Come on, Paul. You wrote six of them. Can I have one? Nope. nope. <laughs> I don't even know if like, like I don't even think like other people were doing Joker episodes by this point. I, yeah, when was the last time he showed up like properly? Let me see here. The Joker, not not the one where she's trying to track him down. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me a... see the list here. Last Joker episode, Joker's I, Wild, I think. Yeah, which was quite a while ago, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's going a ways back. Like uh, we're on we're on episodes eighty one and eighty two this week. Yeah, and again, this is not counting like episodes that he was just in. Oh, uh, would you count Man Who Killed Batman? Yes. Okay. Either way, it's still a that that's still a Deanie episode. Like, yeah, we might be going back to we might be going back to Christmas of the Joker was the last. Uh, what? No, that was the very first episode. Last laugh, maybe. What was the one that was based on? The Laughing Fish was one. Laughing Fish. I think he adapted that one though. Oh yeah. Well, maybe he's the only one allowed to write the Joker. Yeah, could be. 
which, you know, come on, give, give him script approval mm-hmm. maybe, but let, let other people take a crack. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does a good job, so it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Listen, if he uh, was doing bad Joker episodes. Yeah, which there have been. Mm-hmm. You, you just mentioned Christmas with the Joker, for instance. I sure did. That episode I mean, I, was sucked. I remember the first few appearances. We were like, really? This is the Joker yep. we remember? He's not that great. Yeah, so maybe we should just let Paul Dini have him. Yeah, it took him a minute to show up and be the Joker. Yeah. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, what was my bad thing? Uh, General Vreeland had better get be seeing some kind of consequences for this episode. Like, the guy drove a fucking tank through Gotham firing missiles at people. Fuck that dude. So what you're saying is some powerful, entitled white dude used force to get what he wanted, and you think he should be punished for it. Uh, yes. That's not going to happen. Like, the only thing that happens... Where do you think we live? I, yeah. Listen, this is a cartoon. Okay, fair enough. Sometimes white fascists go to jail. Check out my next epi- the next episode. Yeah, that's true. That is but, true. Like, the episode ends with him just, like, hugging Veronica and just going, I was so worried about you. And she goes, yeah, I picked uh-huh. up on that. <laughs> and I'm just like, excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, you drove a tank through the city. Yeah, Batman's not a- even allowed to do that yet. <laughs> Only when this is no longer uh, a mud pit, but it's a uh, it's an operating table. Yep. But we're not there uh, yet. No, we will be soon, though. These were definitely not rubber bullets. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that episode's coming up soon, actually. Yeah, I'm I mean, looking forward like to that we, one. Over on the Patreon, we'll be covering the whole adaptation, but mm-hmm. like, the, the nice little five-minute chunk of it's coming up soon. Yeah. Which is... I, I very much like that. Um... But yeah, I I did like how sort of crazy like he he storms into um Gordon's office and just like barking orders and he's like, "Dude, I'm a cop. I don't take orders from you." Yeah, you are not the boss of me. All right. Well, I'll just use your phone to call the army. I mean, he could use any phone to call the army, so that's not Jim's fault. Hello, army? <laughs> army had half a day. <laughs> this is Thunderbolt Ross from the Hulk comics. I'm visiting the DCU this week. Ah, see, I thought he was Lois Lane's dad. Oh, yeah, I can see that, too. Comparing, uh, you know, other comics characters. It's the fact that he called uh, he called uh, uh, Bruce a milksop. Ah, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross used to do that shit every other week. Yeah, and, and always in the old uh, Incredible Hulk cartoon. Yep. That milksop. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, exactly? I don't know. You like milk. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say, like, panty waste or mm-hmm. pansy or any of those sort of vaguely homophobic things on a on a kid's cartoon so like mm. milk sop it is all right i guess i'll go back to sopping up the milk <laughs> i guess so mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe milk toast is the same thing oh maybe yeah like you sop up your milk with toast with milk toast i know there's a real explanation for this and i know in particular brian is dying to tell us and mm-hmm. i don't care that much brian <laughs> you can you can save your keystrokes <laughs> It's much more fun to speculate than it mm-hmm. is to actually know. Um, my bad thing. Yes. I know Harley episodes are generally comedic, but I think they should leave the comedy to Harley. Mm. There is a moment where Batman's got one of Boxy's goons cornered, and he does that thing where he smiles big at Batman as if to say, I'm not a bad guy, Batman. <laughs> then he turns to run and smacks into a post. It's real dumb. Yeah, it's not great. Can we, can we take a minute to talk about, about Boxy? Oh, of course. Who, that's Dick Miller, right? Yeah, that's yeah. he's the dude who's in, like, every Joe Dante movie and yeah. a bunch of other things. Like, you definitely know him. 
He but, was Mr. Futterman in the Gremlins. Yeah, of course. But um, he was in um, the la- he was in uh, uh, Harlequinade. Right. And that, it, in fact, they referenced the the uh, the events of that episode in yeah. this one. And, like, I was thinking about this. Like, what exactly is these two's relationship? Like, he's this dude. Like, he he runs like a gambling, like an illegal gambling den or whatever, right? And like, he's clearly got a crush on Harley. Well, but I'm trying to figure how, I, like, how do these two interact? Like, she I doesn't like do the, crimes when she unless she's around the Joker. And I can't imagine the Joker showing up to do gambling. No, I feel like the Joker has some mob connections. I feel like all, there's so much mob stuff going on in this town that he mm. knows a few that he hasn't crossed or he hasn't, like, you know, whatever. And uh, maybe helped him out and, like, Harley knows him through that. That's uh-huh. what I always assumed. It, it and just... she caught this dude checking her out mm-hmm. and she's like all right i could use that i just picture him so nice like i don't feel like screwing with batman tonight let's go to a club mm-hmm. i mean who knows <laughs> you always take me to the up. nicest places uh-huh but it was good seeing him again and it was good mm-hmm. continuity to reference the things that happened before and it yeah was, i i like her like using that like uh like she doesn't try to seduce him or anything no she just sort of plants a big kiss on him and yep. says okay now help me and he's like Duh, okay <laughs> i mean it'd work on me uh-huh. <laughs> uh what else uh i don't know i really like uh after so many episodes of not caring for a veronica i really liked her in this one she was pretty good i yeah i just forgot how large she looms in this whole like she might be one of the most, uh, like, most appearing recurring characters. Mm. Like, I'm Definitely. trying to think. Like, after you get past, like, Alfred and, and Gordon and, mm. like, uh, uh, Bullock. But, like, you know, guys out in Gotham. Yeah. You're Leslie's Tompkins. You're, uh... I mean, she definitely appears more than Leslie Tompkins. Maybe less yeah. than Summer Gleason, but... Uh... Uh, maybe about the same as Summer, yeah. I would guess. We use They use her a lot. Yeah. And, again, I think she's just a Paul Dini character. Oh, could be. Like, but, again, I would have to, like, I don't remember how many episodes she's in. I know it's a lot, but. Yeah, I just, I keep seeing her pop up, and it's like, oh, I thought we were done with her. And I mm-hmm. might be remembering wrong, but I think she shows up in Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I, th- I know we spend some time with Bruce hanging around his rich friends in that mm-hmm. episode, or in that movie, and I think, like, she's one of them. Did Paul Dini write that? I don't remember now. I, if I. If I remember correctly, that one was written by a large committee of people. Mm. Like, he might have contributed to it, but I think a bunch of people wrote that. Yeah, I you think could probably be right. probably Bruce Tim kicked some stuff in, Alan yeah. Burnett, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, looks like you're right. Um, and we're going to get to it in a, you know, in a couple of months, but mm-hmm. uh, sneak preview, it's it's still great. It's probably in some ways as great as you remember, but it's also kind of a mess. Like I'm really looking forward to uh to seeing again because I it's been it's been years. It's gorgeous. It's got a lot going for it, but it also feels like two or three different movies sort of smooshed together. Mm-hmm. It's also a weird adaptation of some of Batman Year Two, mm, but only what they wanted to use. Yeah, but that's that's the animated series in general. You gotta you gotta recognize that already that like this is sort of a pastiche of a bunch of oh yeah you know stuff they wanted from the comics, but only the stuff they wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's even like we're not ba- using the rest of this. Come on, man. Like Batman Beyond 
borrows a little from uh, Dark Knight Returns, but only a tiny bit, yeah. it, then it becomes its whole own thing. You know, like that's that's how these guys roll. I mean, I can tell you this: I don't want to watch a regular series that's set in the Dark Knight Returns universe. That place is depressing. I think that universe, but not that Batman. Mm. I think if we still had Terry McGinnis, I might enjoy that. Yeah. Watch but. him kick the ass of some mutants. Mm-hmm. They balls nasty, Al. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> they don't shiv. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry, I forgot to put on my My Name is Al shirt. <laughs> That's a good cosplay, actually. Yeah. If and we ever visor. do a con again, we should think, we should remember that. Yeah, but we'd have to do the matching, you know. Both of us with the visors and the oh, yeah. shirts and the you know the whole deal. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Oh, I liked so. Uh, you will point this out presently, mm-hmm. but this episode also opens with uh, them dragging the scarecrow in. I think I mentioned that. Oh yeah, and I'll get to that. I, I like him ranting and screaming, and mm-hmm. then seeing Harley and saying, "Oh, hey Harley, how's it going?" And then going back to ranting yep. and screaming. <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> hey, Doctor Crane. Hey, Harley. Ooh, Harleen, you're back. Hello. <laughs> I am the god of fear. Yeah, that was good. I almost started to like him a little bit. A mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, he is the center of my favorite episode, so he'll sure. get better. Also, he's about to be, um, uh, oh boy, our guy Wayun. Yeah. So that'll be good. That dude gets a real promotion. Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Yes. When, uh, from, cause like, I'll get to this in a minute, but mm-hmm. Scarecrow kind of sucks right now. And, uh, yeah, that goes away. Well, the visual upgrade I love. Uh huh. He looks like so cool. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey Combs doing his voice kind of, kind of tops off the, like, oh, and a voice to go with the look. Very mm-hmm. good. I killed and, the last Scarecrow and now I'm the Scarecrow. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm. I'm actually the question, just sort of hanging around as the scarecrow for now until mm-hmm. Justice League happens. Just waiting, just waiting. Mm-hmm. Their real purpose is sinister. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I All right. The question. Anything else? I don't, but I love him in that. Yeah. Uh, that's right. everything I got. Very well. Well, I did my quote, so let's push forward now to lock up. All right. So as Batman and Robin drag the Scarecrow back to Arkham for what has to be the 30th time this week, Crane begs them not to leave him with the new Arkham head of security, Lyle Bolton. Don't worry, Batman, Bolton says as he clamps the literal ball and chain to Crane's leg and then shoves him into an Iron Maiden. I'll take good care of him. These are questionable law enforcement techniques, Batman says, and I should know I routinely kick criminals in the face with my bat boots. Bruce Wayne organizes an an inquiry into whether or not Bolton is abusing his prisoners, and it becomes pretty clear that he is, due to his vow to cleanse Gotham of the scum of the earth, which isn't a great sign. So when prisoners start speaking up against him, Bolton loses it and is then immediately fired. Well, that's the end of him, says everybody. Meanwhile, we cut to Bolton in his giant, creepy apartment where he vows revenge on the liberal media and then plasters his car in fascist bumper stickers. Six months later, a mysterious man in bondage gear kidnaps Summer Gleason while she's out on a date with Bruce Wayne, which is lucky because Bruce Wayne is actually Batman and gives chase. What? The mysterious man proclaims himself to be Lockout, the cager of Gotham's many criminals, vowing to do what Batman cannot. Okay, Batman says. So, first of all, you're clearly Lyle Bolton in a Bane mask. What? Says Lockout. 
No, I'm clearly a different man. Also, we can be best friends, Batman. I already have too many fascist friends, says Batman, pointing a thumb at Bullock as he goes to town on a giant sandwich. Bolton escapes, and Batman sends Robin to Bolton's creepy apartment to look for clues. After rooting through Bolton's collection of Ayn Rand books, Robin finds a big crate with a letter and a number on it. Those seem like clues, Batman sa- er, Robin says to nobody before falling down a well. Oh yeah, there's a well in Bolton's apartment. Back at the bat at the Batcave, Batman and Wellboy review the clues, but can't find a connection. Maybe it's the number for a ship, says Robin. Wait, what? Batman replies, a ship m- number. Like, an identification number for a ship. They usually look like a number and letter combination. No, I got that, says Batman. What's surprising to me is that you said something useful to me. I just, I can't believe it. You, 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 you did it. You did the absolute bare minimum when it comes to crime fighting. I'm so proud of you. Well, the bar is shockingly low, says Robin. And then they go to the ship to beat up Lockup. While Robin saves Summer Gleason and apparently the mayor and Jim Gordon and some other guys, Batman and Lockup fight on an upside-down boat, which is pretty cool. Batman eventually wins, and Lockup is carted off to Arkham, where he will be ironically ja- ironically jailed with the very inmates he abused. But who cares, guys? Did you see Robin do something useful? Oh my god. I mean, that's my good thing. <laughs> I mean, let's roll right into it. Yeah, Robin didn't suck in this one. He did some good detective work, mm-hmm. as as you said, tracking down, uh, well, his name is actually Lockup and not Lockout, like you said the first time. Really? All right. <laughs> you got it right the rest of the times. I thought you were doing a bit, so I didn't correct you. But uh, <laughs> Good old Lockout. You know. I mean, it's this is the only episode he appears in, so mm-hmm. it's not like he's super memorable. I mean, he, he's a good character, but yeah, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I was actually, uh, but, I was thinking about this. He would have uh, worked real well in the, the Suicide Squad episode. Oh, absolutely. Um, But Robin had actual computer skills to mm-hmm. override the cell locks. Like, he literally hacks into a computer for real. Yep. Like, not in a cheesy movie way, but in a, okay, I know how this system works. I mm-hmm. can make this unlock the doors. Good job. I'm and, in, Batman. <laughs> He actually rescued the hostages while Batman was otherwise occupied. Like, I'm so used to Batman having to finish his thing and then swing back to finish the thing he gave to Robin as well. But looks like the kid might finally be getting the hang of how this partnership is supposed to work, which means we have, let me just check my watch here, exactly two more episodes to enjoy this version of Robin. (laughs) Yeah, that that checks out. Yep. (sighs) Too bad, Dick. You, You pulled it together at the end, but it's almost time for somebody else now. I mean, the fact... The fact that he sucked since the second episode of this series. Yeah, no, and we've, we, I don't think there's been any episodes where we've particularly, like, his origin episode was good. That yes. two-parter was good. Yeah. But is there any other one where we was like, not only do we see the point of this character, but he's enjoyable to watch? Yeah, no, because the, th- the thing is, None. I've been looking. Because, yeah. like I said many times, I like the character of Robin. I would love to watch him do something good, yeah. you know? No, and he and finally is, did. This is one of those things. And he wasn't even great. He just did what was ex- it's just exactly like you said in your summary yep he did the bare minimum he yep he actually just showed up one day mm-hmm. i'm so proud we run into this a lot where you have a very specific idea of what characters should be because of the comics mm-hmm. and they don't always uh, get it right or live up to that or mm-hmm. choose to go in that direction and so we we sort of clash because you're like well this character's cool and me only knowing the shows, like, I have no evidence. Yeah, exactly. We will come to this again when we get to The Flash. We've already Ooh. gotten a taste of that with the uh, the movies, but yeah. we'll get that in Justice League more, where you think The Flash is great, and, like, what, I, what I've what i seen, n- no. <laughs> the opposite is true. Yeah, whereas you probably think Green Lantern sucks, and I think Jon Stewart's actually pretty cool. So. I mean, I do like, look, I like Jon Stewart, but I have problems with Hal. Yeah. 
No, Hal barely. Like, he shows up in an alternate thing, and that's yeah. it. So. But, you know, you have that, like, I love that you bring that to this show, mm. that you have that, that uh, you know, all of that knowledge that I don't have. But mm. also, I think sometimes it gives you a bit of a bias. Like, you expected Robin to be cool, whereas I kind of knew he never was. Yes. Well, this is the issue, you know. Yeah. I but don't I mean, know like, why they make that too. choice, like, he, though. He was also, like, he was good back in the uh, 60s show. Like, yeah. No, I don't know why they made this choice. It's obviously a choice. It's, mm-hmm. If it happened occasionally, it would be like, okay, the writing's just not there. Or people don't know how to write Batman with Robin. Mm-hmm. But nobody gets, like, even the good writers don't really get it right. Yeah. It's, it's like weird. it's like if you looked in the, the show Bible, like, the Robin page is just a picture of Robin, and it says, dumb idiot, and then underlines it. <laughs> Video games. <laughs> Oh, boy, Batman. I don't know what else he's interested in. <laughs> like, he's Flips. never, like, you know, like, yeah, he's got the circus thing that started when he was a small child. But mm-hmm. what, what is this grown-up college student, what are his interests? Two I things know. I know about Robin. He likes video <laughs> games, and he's got an old flip he likes to work on. He's got an old motorcycle he likes to work on. <laughs> uh, so uh, we did my good thing. What's yours? Uh... The very fact that we have an episode that's about Batman actually caring about the treatment of his villains when they're at, at Arkham means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Like we see, we saw this in the last episode too. But the the fact that their rehabilitation means something to him, like I need to see that now when the majority of the show is about punching villains in the face. I also need to see him be able to care about them. You know. Well, and it was a nice sort of like a uh, double serving of that this time because mm-hmm. the Harley episode was him like not immediately assuming like she was guilty. Yeah. Not, a, not like, like trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, trying to help her, mm-hmm. like encouraging her recovery. It was nice. It's like, could we talk about, we talked about how he sort of, how he hounded like the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, back no, in and that episode. And that ended up being justified. So. Mm-hmm. But the thing there is that the Riddler sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. He also doesn't want the Riddler to get beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when when the Riddler tries to kill Batman, Batman has to fight back. But yeah. he, he doesn't think just for standing there, he deserves a punch in the mouth. That's not cool, man. Yeah, and they talk about some real, like, lockups oh, doing some, some real nasty shit. There's you know? some heavy st- Like, even before we get to him becoming lockup. Mm-hmm. When he's just the Arkham guard. Yeah. There's some brutal, like, I don't know how a kid show... I don't know. The, he like chains us up with sleep. Jesus. He electrifies the bars. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, real bad. And yeah. The way Harley is written and played, mm-hmm. when she's on the stand, like, they're asking, has he ever brutalized you? And he's sitting there, and she's like, nope, nope, yeah. everything's fine, no. And, like, oh, It's Jesus. real rough to see. Yeah. You know? Like, that's... I... I like, this was an interesting detail that I enjoyed. Um, the ventriloquist tried to rat him out, and Mr. Scarface told him to shut up. Yep. Like, it felt like a very mob thing. Mm. Like, we hand alone. We don't call cops. Yeah. We don't We don't rat people out. But, like, like just, the, just having them all just, like, give up. Bruce does this thing where he's like, okay, well, I mean, if he's doing so good at his job, I guess we'll up the contract for 18 more months. And they're just like, no. Yeah. Well, I also love, and we've talked about this before, this is more of a Daredevil thing, mm. but I like when Batman can't get it done, Bruce does. Yeah. 
like it's you know it's that same concept with daredevil or it's like okay if i can't get at this from a superhero angle i can get at it from a lawyer angle and this is one of those chances where bruce mm. gets an opportunity to do that he's like well as batman i don't have a leg to stand on to say hey don't don't beat these guys up because i've beat all these guys up yeah but bruce could especially since he pays for all this yeah don't beat anyone up please stop i like the way that guy thinks Mm-hmm. also there's a great bit uh uh, when Lockout or when Lock, lock it, now I now I have to think about it every time. <laughs> the episode is called Lock Up. That has to help, right? When Lockface, uh-huh. um, there's lock a part stock and two smoking barrels. Exactly. So there's a part where where they're gonna fire him, and he's uh, he starts freaking out. He's gonna like he basically runs at the uh, the the prisoners, and Bruce does this thing where he sort of just kicks a chair over as the guy's charging past and trips him, and it's so good. I love and this is another superheroes thing again, mm-hmm. but it's more of a it's more of a Superman thing. Yes. Where Clark will do a lot of subtle things that wouldn't get him mistaken for Superman, but also helps, you know? Like there's, I love that. There's that great issue of uh Superman of All Star Superman where uh mm-hmm. where he's uh where he's uh Clark interviewing Lex during a prison riot. Mm-hmm. And the entire the entire issue is just him tripping over things and like bumping into stuff that's like saving Lex's life, and it's yep. so good. No, and uh, the Christopher Reeve movies did that a lot too. Oh, no kidding! Where Clark would seemingly mm. bumble and actually do something that you know would get him made a Superman if he wasn't careful. Yeah, like put like push him out from under a falling piano or whatever. Or like at one point he's. Oh no! This is when he turns evil, but like God. he pretends he pretends to yawn and blows out the uh, the Olympic torch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie! If you watch it as a campy thing, it's great. Is that Superman three or yes, is that two? Is. No, that's three. Okay, two doesn't two doesn't get that goofy. It's got one or two moments. But yeah, it's, it's pretty serious. But the three, it's got Richard Pryor and it's fucking. I love that petty shit. You know. Yep. Like. <laughs> Yeah, he's just sitting in the crowd at the Olympics and just, like, blows out the torch. Or, like, when he's in the bar and he's, like, flicking peanuts or something. Oh, and he, he sets the uh, the leading tower of Pisa upright. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so much fun. I might Evil Superman is just a dick. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of dicks, mm-hmm. let's talk about this guy who was basically, like, the Punisher times, I don't know, every character in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Like... This guy felt, I was surprised to discover he was a original creation for the show because he mm-hmm. felt like a 90s character and he looked like a, like, he looked like Bruce Timm style, but he looked like a 90s character. Oh, the definitely. Way he was designed. It, it definitely felt like a riff on the, uh, like, the 90s, like, the big anti-hero characters that were big in the 90s, you know? Yeah. He's and, got, like, a like a fetish mask and chains and shit. Yeah, and it's a good design. Like, mm-hmm. I like the way he looks. But oh, yeah. it looks like he stepped right out of a comic from 1995. But, like, it's a really like it's a really good reflection of sort of characters at the time who were, like, a lot more brutal and were, like, okay with, like, yeah. killing people. And I like the idea of taking a character, like, like a Punisher-like character, and just saying, no, this is bad. This is why Batman's better than these characters. Yeah, and I'm always a sucker for those characters that go too far who think the heroes are on their side and mm-hmm. have to come to realize, oh, they're not. Yeah. Well, you and I could be best friends, Batman. No. No, we're we're not we're not the same. No, I don't think so. And admittedly, if you really dug through this show, you could find a lot of uh, evidence that that they actually are pretty much the same. Oh, of course you can. 
I understand. I prefer this interpretation mm-hmm. of Batman. But he's not far from a fascist. I mean, in Justice League, we will enter an alternate reality where he is a fascist. And oh, yeah. He doesn't, he's not, the character doesn't really change. He just, his methods have slightly changed yeah. is all. That's the thing. And I mean, that's the fine line you got to walk with, with Batman, yeah. you know? Yeah. I like that they fully embraced just how specific a kind of guy this was. Like he, he, you said the phrase liberal media in your mm-hmm. summary. That wasn't you exaggerating. They, he literally says that. Well, this is our kids love Batman for this episode because that yeah. was so weird. I like, but it was, if it, it, it worked, oh, it, was it wasn't so weird in, in a way where it was jarring or it, it felt yeah. wrong. Like it worked. No, he's watching because Summer Gleason is talking about Poison Ivy mm. has broken out of Arkham and like it's doing that news thing where she's glamour like yeah. she's beautiful and she's deadly. He's like uh, these this fucking liberal media. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also he kind of makes a point, but not really. I mean, but you know the news definitely in this world would love to talk about how amazing these supervillains oh, are. Oh yeah, because that's how the news rolls. Yeah. For instance, did you know a per- a person that was incredibly unsuited to be our president uh, was was propped up by the media for quite some time? You don't say, Al. Yeah, I I know it's it's hard to remember now because it was so long ago. My mind, she is blown. That did happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lived through it, but it was a very long time ago. Yeah, now. As of this recording, three days ago. Uh huh. <sighs> but but you know what I mean. Like, I I could extrapolate that in this world. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Gotham press would, like, love those supervillains. Oh, yeah. But also, this guy was a real specific, like, you know, he's got one of them thin blue line stickers on his car. And he's, you know, like, all that shit. Yeah. Driving around Gotham with his giant American flag hanging out the back of his pickup truck. Mm Mm-hmm. And he thinks Batman's on his side. It it reminded me of those, those guys who think the Punisher's on their side. Ugh, yeah. It's that same kind of thing. Fuck and those I like guys, that, too. I like that the show just overtly had that conversation. Yeah. Like, no, this is the difference between this is bad. Yeah. Please don't do this. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your quote. Yes. We'll go ahead and play this here. All right. Another fine villain made possible by a grant from the Wayne Foundation. Now, you really like that line, I guess. Yeah. It was the only good I, uh, I, I want to include it because it's. The only time Robin gave me a line that made me laugh. I It was funny, but I also thought it was in poor taste. Mm. Like, Bruce is very sensitive about the problems that he has caused. He doesn't, like, don't joke about that, man. That's fair. Hey, Batman, is that another guy you pushed into acid and turned into a mass murderer? Boy, you oh. really fucked up again, didn't you, Batman? Dude, come on. I, I carry that guilt around with me all the time. You gotta bring it up. I don't believe in guilt. Backflip. <laughs> You don't believe in any kind of self-awareness, do you, Dick? Nope. Backflip. <laughs> I did a somersault. Mom! 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 Oh, good. I'm mom in this scenario. <sighs> Wonderful. Let me go get oh. your cheese sandwiches out of the microwave. <laughs> you better cut the crusts off, you limey bastard. <laughs> they're so precocious when they're that age. 24. <laughs> I'm 19. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I like this was a good idea. Like, I don't know that you could bring this guy back. Like you said, he would have fit in the in the Suicide Squad. But I, like, I don't know that there's another Batman episode in this guy. It's not impossible, but like you know, it's a pretty one note thing. You know, like yeah, but I like this show got better at this. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to do one offs both from the comics and original, and that those are the ones we hated in the beginning, like yeah. the Sewer King and Boss Biggest. But they got better at it. Yeah. And now we're up to this, and it's pretty good. I mean, the nice thing about Lockup is that he comes with, like, a bunch of, like, like he's a death trap guy. Yeah. Like, I yeah, always like got a seeing gimmick, a good which death trap guy. a villain has to have, you yeah. know? Don't just have a theme. You got to have a skill, too. Mm. And he oh, absolutely did. I was I was thinking about this, too. So, um, the, 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 the ship that he takes uh, his kidnapping victims back to... Uh, mm-hmm. We find out was a freighter that uh, Gotham was using as a prison until. I thought it was. A, I'm pretty sure it was a decommissioned military ship, like a battleship or something. That could you could be right. Yeah. Um. But it was basically it was basically used as a as a backup prison while Stonegate was being built. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think of was so we used to store our prisoners in this boat, and now we store them in this prison that is shaped like a boat. I mean, maybe nobody escaped from from Boatgate, and they were like, "Let's like, hey, this design works. Let's just make it bigger." <laughs> it's just Harvey and uh, a Bruce huddled over a map. It's like, hmm, mm-hmm. no escapes from the boat. Mm-hmm. Well, you think it was because it was surrounded by water, Bruce? No, I think it's the natural boat shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that in, put that in the new prison. Yeah, yeah make like a real big anchor. What did that do? I don't know. I don't know anything about boats. I'm just copying what I see. Mm-hmm. What about this? That's a seagull. Yeah, put that in there, too. <laughs> He's got like a whiteboard. He flips it over. It's just the word boat. And the penguin's like, seagull, eh? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> but I think, like, I... I think it was a like a, a decommissioned Navy ship because, one, because that's how Robin figured out what it was. Yeah. I'd saying the word Robin figured it out is still weird, but mm-hmm. all right. Ugh, uh, and two, in my mouth. Because it had like big guns on the deck that he yep. pointed at Batman, and I was like, shit, he's using like military grade artillery on Batman. That's mm-hmm. that's rough, man. <laughs> like stuff that's meant to fire at other battleships or like, you know, aircraft or something. This'll take care of one man in a cape. <laughs> and it didn't. Nope. Uh I you see last week's episode. I'm all about. I'm all about fighting military weapons now. Also, he put him in handcuffs and like you know threw him down. And I was like, "Come on, man!" Mm. Like my note was, "Oh no, how will I escape from these handcuffs?" <laughs> like that's, that's that's day one for Batman. Come yeah. on, man. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Whatever will I do? Yep. Handcuffs. Oh no! One pair of handcuffs. No cement blocks on my feet or anything. Mm-hmm. I guess we're uh, going uh, old school this week. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Houdini Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, what was my bad thing? Oh, okay. Uh, I mentioned this in the, uh, in the last episode, but... Uh, so, not that he needs much help, but Dini really seems to want to make the Scarecrow look like a shitty villain. Mm-hmm. Like two episodes in a row, he's the guy getting carted ar- off to Arkham in the prologue. Like it makes him look kind of pathetic, and he already kind of looked pathetic. Well, I think it's a coincidence. 
I mean, that's like, entirely possible. But. Whenever we get two episodes like this in a row, like in the running order, I don't think they planned it that way. But also, I don't know. Like, I remember uh, Brian Michael Bendis talked about this with Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. where like Shocker, his entire point was just like, I don't know. You come in the middle, and Spider-Man's fighting some guy who doesn't matter, and that's uh, Shocker, whatever. Yeah. Like that's the entire like Shocker's never a real threat. He's just the guy who happens to be happening, and like. I feel like that's what Scarecrow's job is now. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They're they're uh, they're arresting somebody. I don't know, fucking Scarecrow. Who yeah. cares? If you want a crazy one, it's Scarecrow. If you want just a crime one, it's the Penguin. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. They're just the throwaway Scarecrow guys. episode. Yeah, it's been a while. It's. I mean, we had a bunch in a row. Yeah, we did. Like he he was there for like three episodes out of seven or something, and then he disappeared for a long time. Like it really does feel like. Like another guy kills this guy and becomes the new scarecrow when they redesign him. <laughs> yep. Also, it definitely felt like the writers like lost interest in him. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, he's gonna be one of the big, like one of the main guys in our in our new Batman show. Nah, yeah. You know what? I don't know what the hell we were thinking. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'm the god of fear. No. 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 You know who's a god? Maxi Zeus. Let's do an episode about him. <laughs> Um, my bad thing, and mm-hmm. I try not to nitpick about sound stuff too much because this is my my nerd thing. I don't like I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But there were some very strange sound choices in this one. Like, here's a small one mm. when Batman and Lock Lock Lockout are fighting Lock near face. the pro- yes, that's it, fighting near the propeller of a giant ship, and it sounds maybe like a ceiling fan. Yep, <laughs> like kind of takes the tension been- out of that, huh? Yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or this was this was a big one for me when Lockup visibly rattles his nightstick along the jail bars, resulting in no sound whatsoever. Yeah, that was almost my that was almost my bad thing. But like, like he made a point of like I'm doing this to intimidate you. Look at me doing this. And yeah, it made no no sound. Like yeah. what? Come on, man. That makes a very distinctive sound. You know, like I'm not trying to say oh they use the same door sound effect over and over again. I do say that sometimes, mm-hmm. but I try not to harp on it. But but this sort of was like a thing that gave the character a little flavor that they they just forgot. No, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, it was weird. Weird choice. Yeah. Um, What else? Let me have a look at my notes here. I think that's about all I have. Yeah, me too. It was a good one, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like... And again, as, as we pointed out uh, relatively recently, we've gotten a lot of nice sort of, like... Uh, very different tone ones mm-hmm. like the harley one was like wacky with a little bit of heart yeah this one was just sort of dark with something to say yeah like very different kinds of episodes which you know good yeah also like a really that. good fight scene at the end yeah that was a that was another very good set piece mm-hmm. like a uh you know a battleship or whatever it is is a good uh a good setting for your fight mm-hmm. i will say this uh Lock up for a long time, beating the shit out of Batman. And that's impressive for just some dude. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy who usually only gets to fight unarmed prisoners who can't fight back. Yeah. It's not like he's worked up his skill fighting, you know, Mm -hmm. equal opponents. Like, come on. Kicking the shit out of the Scarecrow is not going to make you a better fighter. That's the thing. A lot of the Arkham guys are not what you'd call uh, physically dangerous without their... their gimmicks you know everyone everyone who showed up to that inquest 
it was the Scarecrow and Harley and mm-hmm. the Ventriloquist. All, yep. like, very small people. Yep. Like, Harley's physically, you know, like, she can hold her own in a fight, but in prison, she can't. Yeah. Like, she's not allowed to. She can, but, mm. like, th- she'd get punished so much more if she hit a guard. Yeah. So she's probably just going to take it, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. And then what? The little fucking ventriloquist who, every time I see him, I think he's uh, Arthur from The Tick. <laughs> Not in the face! You don't see a lot of, like, sort of doughy-looking guys mm-hmm. in this show. with, And then he's got the glasses with, where, you know, like the Millhouse glasses where yep. you can't see his eyes. It's just like, he's got a very Arthur vibe. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, Lockup reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know how much you remember from The Tick cartoon, but this is in all the iterations of mm-hmm. The Tick. There was... The dude, Barry, who also called himself the Tick. Yes. Who's this very angry guy. He's always clenching his teeth. And, like, that's Lockup had that vibe to me. Well, it feels like they were both riffing on the same sort of character. Oh, yeah. They're doing that whole Punisher Wolverine. Yeah. Like, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm very angry. Uh, Grace. (laughs) I'm only half like this. Uh, All right. Suddenly got your wife's attention from the next room. <laughs> hmm? All right. Anything else? Uh, the the restaurant, uh, the restaurant where uh, Bruce takes uh, uh, Summer on their Summer. date is called mm-hmm. the Gotham Grill. And all I can think of is Harley Quinn and the Adventures of the Gotham Grills. <laughs> Terrible. Mm-hmm. I also like, she was a little flirty with him. He was like, like, this was a business thing. He was yeah. talking to her about some merger or something. But she was like, well, it's nice to go out in the town with Bruce Wayne. Like, I liked seeing her let down her reporter guard yeah. because she's she's kind of thirsty for Bruce. That was mm-hmm. nice. I wish, I actually was going to mention this earlier, I wish we could have gotten to know Summer a little better. Yeah. Like, she's in a bunch of episodes and she's hardly ever a hostage. So, like, I can forgive that in this one because it happens occasionally. But often she, you know, she she holds her own. Yeah. I don't feel like I really know her and I don't think she survives. Like, I don't think she's in the new gotten the new, uh, uh Batman adventure. Yeah. I, I, could I be think wrong, you're, but... you're right. Which, it's too bad. You know. Cause like, like the, epi- like the, when she's in the baby doll episode and she's like actively helping out Batman. Like, I like that kind of thing, you know, or that one where Bullock's trying to find out who's killing him and they're trying to kill him. And like, uh, she helps him out, but she's also like, uh, you know, bitter like there's mm-hmm. some kind of he screwed her over too many times like there's, yeah. there's been a few times like that where like she's a helpful informant mm-hmm. which i like and yeah i feel like that could have been their chance to get vicky vale right because vicky vale in the tim burton movie was just awful oh the worst but you know mm-hmm. and they will get lois very right in superman like yeah. i like i like a reporter in this universe mm-hmm. i think like that's why you know, the Daily Bugle works is why the Daily Planet works, because it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting job in this world. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, that is all for this time. Uh, what do we got next time? I believe we have the final pair of episodes of, of this run of the show. Uh, we are looking at, there's three more episodes left. Um, oh, right. And I think we're doing, are we doing three? I'm not sure if Batgirl Returns is a two-parter or not. We'll have to check on oh, that. Oh, no, no. I am mistaken. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, the, the changeover will actually be like uh, the sort of mid-episode because mm. we're doing two at a time. So, 
Uh, but next week we've got Make Him Laugh, which I assume mm-hmm. is a Mad Hatter episode. Oh, and, I thought it would be a Joker episode. <laughs> and uh, Deep Freeze, which is Mr. Freeze. Well, I thought that would be a Two-Face episode. I can see the problem here. <laughs> I blew your joke for the first one, so I was trying to recover. <laughs> <sighs> no, our, uh, website, our website is ever kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail uh those of you who are um listeners of the old post atomic horror we will be doing a final show yep. we're not entirely sure just when but we will be answering mail over there so mm-hmm. i i never promote this here but i know a lot of you came over so yeah if you want to write to us one last time there it is post atomic horror at gmail um we're just we're gonna wrap things up and and close it up for good yep just because after look after lower ducks lower decks and season three of discovery i'm like oh i don't, I don't want to do this anymore. yeah we had, we had a good run 10 years is a long time for a podcast oh absolutely 10 years and we covered almost 800 episodes of star trek yeah like it's time so, for us to put down our burdens for god's sake and pick up this new burden uh-huh which apparently which, is also going to go on forever could could very well be uh-huh uh and if you want to follow us on twitter it is at algar and at robot matt mm-hmm. and we will be back next week yeah see you folks for more information about this show and the people who make it visit kidslovebatman.com To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.